0: Thank yeah. you. Jesse Lang.
1: And you're listening to Ethical Sex Talk.
0: Here we are.
1: Back again. Yes. And what are we talking about today, Jesse?
0: We are going to do kind of an interview uh, type episode about transgender life.
1: Well, should we go ahead and start? Let's do it. All right. So How do you cope with the backlash from people?
0: Um, That's a really hard one because it it really depends on what state I'm in when I receive it. Yeah. Because if I'm in a good state and I'm happy and I'm not dealing with um, mental health uh, spirals, I guess would be the right term. I'm usually okay. I just kind of let it roll off. But if I'm already in a bad state mentally, it really starts to mess with me. So I have to kind of detach myself and read a book or go to sleep or do something to kind of distract my mind.
1: But how do you, um, do you reach out to friends or do you do anything else maybe?
0: I do reach out to friends and kind of talk about what's going on and, you know, what the backlash is or what they're saying. And if somebody says it to my face, usually I just smile and I'm like, you have a right to believe what you believe. and um i go on because at the end of the day it's it's my life and
1: and don't you have a trans uh transgender support group?
0: I do. I'm on a, a transgender support group on Facebook. And when I have a thought or a question, I share it with them and I get a lot of uh support. That's good. And they help me understand the way that people in society can be, and they help me through those things.
1: Mm -hmm. If you were to come in contact with someone that was transgender, would you actually recommend them getting into some kind of support group?
0: Yes, definitely, because it um, it helps us understand not only ourselves more, but it also helps understand the outside world. And how they react to us?
1: Cool. Okay. Um, how did you feel during your transition?
0: That was a whole lot of emotions in in one kind of.
1: Well, let's start with how did you feel before your transgen- transition?
0: Um. Well, it's when I was a kid, I started to to feel like my. My heart didn't match, um, and soul didn't match what was on the outside, mm-hmm. so I got really sad because I knew in my head and my heart that I was in the wrong body. Um in in my eyes, mm-hmm. so um, it, it kind of let it go for a long time, longer than most. And I kept just trying to, um, trying to play this character, it felt like. And I, I kept doing it and kept, because that's what people knew, I kept trying to find a place within m- myself where I could continue to live this way and finally i just couldn't anymore and i decided to go ahead and come forward and come out
1: okay so how did you feel after that
0: um first of all elated and so happy because i'd finally gotten the courage it took a lot of courage to come forward
1: well it took you how long
0: it took me um, about 17 years because when I was 15, I knew that I was trans. I knew for sure that I was trans by the time I was 15. And then I got scared because I didn't want anybody to look at me differently. Yeah. So I just kept it in and kept bottling it up and bottling it up, which I know is unhealthy. But I kept doing that because I didn't know what else to do and didn't feel comfortable just coming out because I didn't feel like I had the right people around me at the time that would support me and understand it. Yeah. So I just kept it in, and then, you know, when I was you know back in march when i finally decided it was time you know we were doing we were doing this podcast and we were talking about things and you knew before before anybody what i was planning to do
1: yeah
0: and i owe a lot of thanks to you for being here because it helped me get to a point where I felt like I could because I knew that no matter what I had people that were going to support me
1: and I will always support you through everything
0: and it's been really hard and once I've once I came out it turned to fear a little bit because now I have to pay the, another way for the career that I that I had, you know, with the music, I have to, I have to pave my, you know, find my path again. So that's been a little bit stressful, but other than that, I feel better than I ever have.
1: Good. Okay. Um, anything else? About how you feel, how you felt during your transition?
0: Um, just excitement. I mean, the first time that I saw myself dressed up and dolled up and, you know, makeup and stuff, I felt so free. Yeah. That I felt like I could conquer anything. And then, you know, with other things that happen with with mental health and stuff, it's been hard to stay on that track. But I, I keep fighting and I keep going because at the end of the day, um, each day that we live, we learn how to shine brighter and rise above every obstacle that comes our way in any situation. And... I want to have a kick-ass story ending. So I just keep going and see where life leads me. And I'm pretty content with everything now. And I feel better as a person um, knowing that I was strong enough to be myself and share myself with the world.
1: So it was pretty amazing for you,
0: right? It was amazing. It was a whole different life and I'm still getting used to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm still getting used to having boobs. It's it's really different. And movement is is different because of other things that I that I face, but I'm I'm learning every day and growing every day and that's that's amazing to me. Yeah.
1: Okay, so how is your life different now?
0: Um, I don't think it's much different. I just feel like I have a, a different perspective on um feelings. I feel like I'm uh, more aware.
1: I mean, I feel like it would be different because of the reactions from the people around you. Wouldn't you... Think, well, I know that you've lost some people through this transition.
0: A few, but not many. Um, you know, family is the biggest thing. I mean, they have known me by my birth name for years. So it's hard for them to, to refer to me by my my preferred name or pronouns because they've known me as one person for so long but my frustration isn't when people mess up my frustration is when people don't make the effort to try and i feel like people are just they live their lives by science instead of what they feel in the heart yeah and that's the biggest problem with this issue I feel like, you know, oh, scientifically, you're a male. So what? Yeah. One thing that I want to share is that we are not men who want to be women. We are women who want a more feminine body. That is the best way to look at transgender people is that we are... Male or female, depending on which way you're going. It's not about what's on the outside.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I totally understand that. It doesn't matter. I think that's a great sentence.
0: You know, we are. I am a woman who wants a more feminine body, period. No matter what science says, that's what it is.
1: So is there any more differences in your life now?
0: Um, I haven't been playing music as much because venue owners, um, they are very, um, I guess the word would be conservative maybe. Yeah. Um, and they don't, a lot of people don't understand this life. So I've. I'm not saying that all venue owners would, and I'm not saying that I would, wouldn't would be able to have a music career. I'm just, Right now, I'm just really scared to reach out because I don't know what kind of attitude they're going to have.
1: But you know that you can't be concerned about people's reactions to you. Right. You, you are who you are, and, and whether they accept it or not doesn't affect who you are.
0: Exactly, but I've also changed... Um, the band name to reflect my transition too, right. which, which might confuse people, even though the, the show is the same. You know, the show's the same, the music's the same. I just look a little bit different and go by another name.
1: Yep. All right. So how about, what is the hardest part?
0: Of life or the transition?
1: The transition.
0: Um, The hardest part for me was more emotional. Um, The fact that my medical conditions won't allow me to do hormone therapy. Yeah. That is very, very hard for me, and it's something that I probably will struggle with for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because I want that natural look. Yeah. And I'm I want to do anything I can to achieve it, but I also don't want to do anything that would affect my my aliveness, so to speak. I don't want to do anything that could potentially kill me because if I did that, then I wouldn't be living my life. Yeah. So I have to find alternatives.
1: Anything else that was hard?
0: Um, it's hard hearing family sometimes who no. aren't making the effort to try. That's really hard because they're your family and you don't want to be mean to them. Yeah. And family, family is a different animal compared to... Joe Schmo on the street Right. I can handle Joe Schmo on the street but when it's your family refusing to try that's very hurtful and hard to deal with
1: I feel like in some cases if you are transgender and your family isn't accepting you not in all cases but remember that um, there is other family out there that you can have outside of your blood you don't need your blood in your life because if they can't accept you for who they are
0: right blood blood, blood doesn't is, make family. blood is not the de- defining factor in family you know we are not blood but we're family yes always forever and it doesn't matter you're my sister just as much as my biological sisters. And that's, that's the way we have to, to, to look at it as, you know, if our families don't accept us, we find the right people and build a family of people who will support us. People are out there that are going to support you. Right. No matter if they're your blood or not.
1: Okay, so how has this affected you professionally? Now, you went into this a little bit.
0: I did, because I'm a little bit of a rambler when I get to talking. <laughs> but professionally, um, it hasn't really affected the creative process a lot. Like, I still, I still do it much the same way but I feel like I'm more open now to creating music that is more, uh, personal and deeper. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times when I write songs, I, I, I write characters in my head and I write a story about them. That's what a lot of songs are. Some well, there are a lot of personal ones, too, but you can write from any perspective. That's the great thing about being a songwriter and author is that you can write any story that you wish. But now that um, I've done this and transitioned, I think the creative output, once I get to a place where I can write, is going to be deeper and more meaningful. Because I'm not playing a character anymore. I'm actually playing myself and being myself. That makes a lot of sense. So, I can't wait to see what the songs are going to be like.
1: Okay, so how has... Um, now you've spoken about this a little bit, but how has this affected your relationships?
0: Um, well... Romantically, it hasn't affected things too much. I mean, I have a very supportive partner who is going... She would probably stay with me through the apocalypse and beyond. And I know this. So it doesn't... You know, it hasn't really affected it that way. But it's affected professional relationships with bandmates and colleagues and and different things but i feel like with time they'll be able to understand it more if they just continue to see what i'm doing
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah it's 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 all a process and you know we have to trust it
1: yep well is there anything else you'd like to share about it
0: um if you're scared to come out if you're if you're if you're listening to this and you're transgender and you're scared to come out, know that our email lines are open all the time, and I will I will personally be here for anyone who needs to talk. And if and you too. and if you need any support whatsoever. Don't be afraid to reach out to us and you can do so at ethicalsextalk at gmail.com. And you can find um the Ethical Sex Talk Facebook page as well, and you can message us on there. And we'll be happy to help and support you in in your process.
1: Yes, and I'm I may not be transgender, but I have been through this with Jesse. Um, and I feel like I've been a great support for her.
0: Yes. Yes, you have.
1: And, um, so if, if you want to reach out to either one of us, we will be there.
0: Always. Definitely.
1: I do have one more question. Okay. How do you think being transgender affects being an ethical slut?
0: Um, that is a great question. Because I personally have experienced a lot of, um, not backlash, but like confusion on dating sites because biological women, because I look so authentic. Thank you. Um, because I look so authentic, they think that I'm a biological woman. So lesbians are getting a hold of me wanting a relationship with a woman, and when I explain that I'm transgender, they stop talking to me. Yeah. And that kind of hurts a little bit.
1: I feel like that's really common. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm, I'm a very big supporter of transgenders. But I was that person that was like, oh, you're transgender. And I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about how that works or at one point anyway. And it scared me. (coughs) Um, And I would be like, oh, well, I don't want to make them feel bad. So I'm just going to stop talking. Um, And it wasn't that I wasn't interested in them. But it was more I didn't understand them.
0: Right, And And I
1: didn't want to do something wrong or say something wrong. Um, There were a few that I just continued talking to, and I still talk to them. Um, Nothing ever came of it, but I still chat with them. Um, But eventually, I kind of came to the realization that someone who's transgender would probably be my perfect match.
0: (laughs) Well, honestly, me too, because I like both. Yeah. Uh very much. And um I think a lot of people I think with the 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 lesbian community, I feel like maybe my thought process is they just don't like dick. Yeah. And a lot of transgenders are not they, fully transitioned. They haven't had that surgery yet. So they're not fully transitioned into what they're used to being with so that might be part of it too yeah and I understand that that's fine but I also think that experience helps one grow and I feel like you can you can it's think of my thought process
1: a, a lot of the fear of the unknown
0: right and my thought process would be, don't think of it as, you know. Um, I think it's a lot of, don't think of it so much. Just don't think about it. Right. Like, think of it as a dildo. Yeah. I mean, you have these realistic things that people use when they're lonely and they.
1: You know, most lesbians, not most lesbians, I can't say that. Lesbians do use dildos. There are some out there that do. Right, so it's not that much different.
0: No, it's really not. It's just a li- little bit
1: of a, sec- a little bit of sex difference.
0: Yes, it's just alive and a person. It's there's no difference really. Um, <laughs> I laugh because I you know I've just recently started to think of it this way Beca- yeah. because because. I don't think of my my bits as parts of me. I feel like I have something attached to me that's a toy. Yeah. That's the way I feel okay. about it. And I don't plan to have the surgery because I don't want to take that away. You know, that's... I mean, I would like to get rid of some parts as we've talked off air before. However, the recovery period for that is ridiculous. (laughs) And just for a a little bit of humor anecdote, should I share that? Sure. Well, from what I've read, because I've done a lot. You can ask Aphrodite. I've done a lot of reading and research about these surgeries. And when you have bottom surgery and you're transitioning from male to female, the recovery period consists of masturbating every day for a year straight. You have to do it multiple times a day so that the, the, Vaginal opening will stay open because your body will try to close it. And that, in turn, can close off the urethra, which will cause a lot of complications. So you have to do that. So it would be a little interesting if...
1: And painful, potentially, in the beginning.
0: Yeah, very, very painful. But it would be interesting just from a standpoint of... Being you know having to masturbate pretty much frequently all day, every day, for a year
1: and here's the other thing um, for for someone that has cerebral palsy, how easy would it be to masturbate as a female? I feel like it would be more difficult.
0: It's damn near impossible now. Because my arm cramps up too bad. It takes me probably um, three times at least of trying before I can actually get off.
1: So I feel like that would be an obstacle that you would have because fingers and getting them up in somewhere is a little bit more difficult than using your hand and just...
0: Well, they recommend using a dildo.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense.
0: Which, that that might be easier.
1: That might be easier, yeah.
0: But it would be more painful, depending on what material said dildo was made Did of. Do you know
1: those glass ones?
0: Yes. I, I feel I, like
1: that would be something that would be a little more gentle.
0: I've seen them. I don't know if the silicone ones would, would be okay or not.
1: So, anyway... Well, I'm Aphrodite.
0: And I'm Jesse Lang.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Bye, everyone. Bye. this to you and see what you thought um